season two 2022 or 2022 season two 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 for 22 22 200 two two and wow i i don't i don't know about you but this is like it feels like it's been you, a month but i'm feeling 22 <laughs> if i see that that who knew that that her song would be a hit again yeah for a new year. <laughs> We're talking um, about T-Swift, of yes. course. And her Everyone knows that. Well, okay, yeah, I don't, don't need to explain it. Okay. But we have a whole new sound. If you didn't catch the beginning of this, ooh, ooh. we are upgrading it this year. For we this have a theme season. song. We have a theme song. Do you like it? Let us know. We really need some feedback, I feel like. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, we did hear from a few people, a few followers about how, um, uh, hello, where are you? I'm um, waiting. I and got I'm like, text messages. Oh, we're on hiatus. Did you get we're text on messages? The COVID hiatus. Uh, yes, I did. Yes, I did. I felt like I, okay. I wasn't expecting anyone to text us and be like, um, hello, I'm waiting for the new episode. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. I Sorry. love that. I love it too. I love that. I was like, oh, I, I, I m- remember our, that I called you immediately and I'm like, Brittany, people cannot go on with their weeks. They need to hear us. Yeah. So we're going to do a quick little intro, kind of um, doing a quick rewind mm-hmm. from when we ended season one to today's episode mm-hmm. which is a special guest Ooh. we are having daddio on the podcast if you didn't get that in the title of the podcast um but daddio is joining us today and really quickly we're gonna recap okay because we didn't talk about what happened since christmas oh we it's haven't so been on weird. since christmas so i have to ask you okay ask me what was your favorite christmas gift that I received? Yes, that you received. Oh my gosh. Um You don't remember what you got for Christmas. What did dad get you? He got you a sweater. I remember you saying that. Um my favorite item. I don't know. Uh, something I carry every day is my new purse, hit my new handbag. And Torian Birch. So cute. I um, was shocked that you asked for that bag so and then you cute. opened it and I was like <gasps> I'm stealing that. And you're like, no. And I'm like, yeah. And then dad's like, no. And I'm like, yeah. I still haven't stolen any of your handbags, but every time I just, it's an inside joke well, with you guys. 2021 was an expensive year. Why? Oh, because I had a big birthday and I got a big gift. And I, what else? And we had a big wedding <laughs> that had some, after extending it, had some extra expenses. So, of course... You know, the the headline read, the holidays are going to be small this year. Um, oh, so Nigel got me a, a Dutch oven. Do you know what that is? Yes, I okay. do. Why are you laughing? Is that a nasty thing? Every time, sometimes I say a word and I think that might be a naughty thing. A anyway, Dutch oven? Don't, well, I don't is wanna, a Dutch oven like the nasty? little pot thing? 
Yes. It's when you fart under the covers and you stick someone's head under the covers. That is disgusting. As soon as I said it, your face turned. I knew it was something naughty. Um, uh, He got me a Dutch oven, the uh, Magnolia Farms, the one that I've wanted forever. And I love it. I didn't know he got you that. And I got an air fryer, but I've only used it once because I don't know why I've only used it once. That's why you didn't. Um, I don't cook a lot of food. I usually make salads or I do Brussels sprouts and I do eggs. and. Why don't you do that in there? Can you do eggs in there? I don't know, but I did Brussels sprouts in there and they were awesome. Okay. Awesome. That's good. Okay, so my favorite gift that I got was my ring. Oh, I was just looking at it. It is so cute. I got a beautiful little dainty heart, like diamond heart ring Mm -hmm. from Woody that I've been wanting for a long time. It's so cute. So I've just extended my happy jewelers. You're like a walking happy jeweler. Yeah. Yeah, the necklace, the rings, the earrings. earrings are next, hopefully. We'll see. Um, Yeah, and then my second favorite are my... Well, okay, my favorite gift from you was my Gucci loafers. (gasps) Gucci loafers. My pink ones are my favorite. Oh, good, good. And then from my mother-in-law, she got me... um, You got a lot of shoes this year. I did. Yeah. I needed shoes though. Yeah. Um, she got me these really cute Carl Lagerfeld boots. Oh, cute. So if you don't know who that is, um, Carl Lagerfeld is dead. He just he was away a designer uh-huh. for Chanel. Yes. So Great he had shoes. his own brand. Great shoes. They're so cute. You like took a video during New Year's of my boots and sent them to me. Yes. And then I posted them and then uh his sister was like, oh my gosh, your boots are so cute. I'm so ah, glad you cute. like them. Yeah. So. Um, I also forgot. I mean, I didn't forget, but um, my brother gave us, my mother and I, your grandma. Yeah. Uh, pictures grandma with Megan. Yeah. And it was like my one of my favorite pictures with her. Mm-hmm. Um, he framed them. And that but was a like lot of people don't know. But uh, that my sister-in-law passed away yes. last year. And um so it was like, th- I don't know. I don't think I've ever I had a gift where I like, open it and immediately start crying. Yeah. yeah. And I had to take the video and I was like, what the heck, guys? A little <laughs> warning would have been <laughs> nice. But yeah. Yeah. That was that was an awesome gift. Between Christmas and New Year's, which we'll get into New Year's, I went to the dentist, found a dentist that I absolutely love. Good. I hadn't been to the dentist for like two years because <gasps> of covid oh because of covid yeah I, i'm sure a lot of people haven't and done guess their what? routines no cavities excellent i don't know how that was possible but no cavities so that's exciting and then that same day i was busy that day i went to the dentist and i went to go get my new id with my new last name so i am a sutherland girl but i'm not You'll always be a Sutherland girl. Yes. Um, so I got my new ID in the mail with my new last name, our new address, and I'm in the process of changing out Sutherland for my new last name, which is really sad to see because I'm still not used to it. And it's yeah. almost seven months. 
like last night when I was paying for our food at a restaurant, I had to sign my new signature. Oh, and it was so weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's just weird to me. I know a lot of people get excited about that, but like to me, it's still like it's not real. Right. That so. it, it it I remember that. I remember that being tough. Or like coming up with your new signature, and you're like, yeah. "This is so bizarre." Yeah, it's not natural. So it will yeah. be at one point. It will be. It'll be natural, and you won't even think about it. Yeah. Even like talking to the dentist, they're like, "What's your name? First and last name?" And I had to say my last name, and I was like, "Ooh, that's weird." Wait till they start asking you. Oh, what is that name? People always like, ask. How me do you that. spell it? Like, and stuff. like, what nationality is that name? Oh, I'm like pff. I don't know. It's not mine. <laughs> That's what I used to say when I first got married. I don't know. It's not mine. Uh, I'm married. How would I know? <laughs> Ask my husband. <laughs> All right. Um, what did you do between Christmas and New Year's? Um, you know what they call that? The Bermuda Triangle. No, they that don't. week between <laughs> Christmas and New Year's where you don't really know what day it is. You don't know where you're going. I basically just worked out. You're just waiting for New Year's. It was just exactly. that like, waiting period. You're just period. waiting. Yeah. Nobody's doing anything at work, you know. Yeah. So that's basically all I did until New Year's. And then. And then we had a New Year's party at our house. Oh, that was so fun. So if you are an OG follower or listener or you're new, go back to like, I think it was the third episode. In an intro, I talk about there being a little conflict during our Halloween party. But this party, our New Year's Eve party, was so fun. It was legit. I told Woody, I said, this is what I saw happening for Halloween. And I'm so glad that New Year's made up for that because mm-hmm. now I can, like, feel good about living Did everybody have fun? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because that's what I like, got. The comments I got were like, it was so fun. Everyone spent the night. Yeah. Well, I didn't. You didn't. You and Dad I didn't, didn't know there was an after Sean party. Sean left, like into the night. He, yeah, he's still trying to figure out Uber. He, he can't. It's so cute. It out. He's trying. He's he's took care of his woman for many many years, so he's starting life over again. Yeah. Slowly. So he's starting to see how things work. And uh-huh. It's so funny. <laughs> Anyways, so um, okay, I have to tell you this. I don't know he'll he'll like me but like they knew like everyone that was um so me and riley had fallen asleep because we can't hang so we went to bed they went to walk to 7-eleven down the street 7-eleven was closed so they were walking back 7-eleven was closed yeah they were closed for like an hour oh my gosh yeah so (laughs) they were walking back he's like oh my gosh the uber is like half the price it was like 90 dollars when he wanted to leave. Right, so I remember that. So he stayed for an hour. So he stayed longer, yeah. And then on their way back, walking back to the house, he's like, oh, it's like 30 or 40 bucks now. He's like, I want to order it now. He literally ordered it halfway walking. So like the Uber... Was following him? Was parked at like on the street, basically. Because he ordered it halfway walking down yes, the road. Yes, I get what you're saying. On the main boulevard. Instead of having it pick him up here. At a house. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, so, yeah, he came back. He's like, fine. oh, no, I need to walk back. And so he, like, left. So just to, like, tell the story, I'm not going to post these, but I, I'm so happy that I have a ring camera, the doorbell, because uh-huh. I have all the videos saved in my phone of everyone arriving to the party, and I have all the videos saved of people leaving. <laughs> And it is like the complete opposite. Everyone's so so excited to come in and everyone's like, oh, leaving. (laughs) It's 
straggling out the door. I yeah. love it. It was oh it was so fun. Yeah. So fun. Yes. I had the best time. And then? Um what were you doing on our hiatus? Working. Working. Yeah. Mm. Do you want to know what I was doing? Working out? <laughs> no. Quarantine. Quarantining. Quarantining. So really my year is starting Monday. Oh. The seventeenth. Nice. <laughs> At least you made it halfway through the longest month of the year. I'm still living in it. I'm like, gosh, when is this month over? It feels like we're halfway through the year. No, it feels like we're like in it February. It does not feel like January. No. But I keep having to remember, oh yeah, it's January. And yeah. I don't feel like it's a new year either. It's so weird. Well, but it hasn't really started. I mean, for me anyway, because of, you know, the C word going yeah. around again. Oh, yeah. I'm like, what is this, 2021 again? <laughs> Those head colds are terrible. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I hate to say this, but traffic for the first two weeks of this year have been, the traffic's been amazing because everyone's quarantined again. All okay. the kids are at home. I think it's such a waste of time to be sitting in your car. <laughs> yeah. But it's been awesome. Good. Good. Here's to 2022. Yes. And hopefully retiring Big by the end of the year. Big happening. <laughs> Big things happening this year. Huge things. Um, we're not ready to share them. I know we ended our last episode with saying that something was saying coming. we were going to announce it. It's coming. It's probably going to be like February. What I would really like to ask our all of our listeners to do is, if you can, if you know how to, share us with all of your Instagram friends. Share us with all of your TikTok friends. Um, you could just post one of our posts on your on your story mm-hmm. if you it's have spotify because you're obviously listening to this on spotify go to spotify and click the like dots the three to little share, dots and, and at the bottom it'll say share it yeah it'll say one of the options is instagram just click instagram post on your mm-hmm. story and tag us so that we know that you're sharing us because we want to we want to see it too we want to get excited that you're sharing what we're doing because we eventually want this to be the end all be all that is that's the easiest and most supportive thing you can do for yeah. us it like doesn't cost posts. anything we're gonna do um, more story posts asking questions so you guys ask us questions because it'll the make more these that you, podcasts yes, easier for the us more that you engage it's been consistent from like the second episode mm-hmm. that we've had 300 view uh listens each week Mm -hmm. so each new episode we would have 300 of you guys listening and we love it love it we're at sutherland girls everywhere except for facebook because we don't believe in facebook (laughs) (laughs) it's not even called facebook anymore what's it called no it's called facebook meta meta is like the overall all i think about when i hear that or see that commercial is meta world peace (laughs) that's come on it's already taken why did you do that also one thing that we're gonna start doing which you don't have to do this, but this is like going to be part of what we are seeing for the podcast in the future is we're going to almost do like a book club, but like by month, not by episode. So for the month of January, we are doing the book called 13 Things Mentally Strong People Don't Do by Amy Morin. Um, so it's a red book. If you go on Amazon, you can buy the paperback or buy the Audible you're listening to the audible right i'm listening to the audible i have the book i've had this book for (laughs) um almost a year and i'm just now starting it and 
I had a rough start to this year. I feel like I could be a better person. I can be a better coworker and I can be a better employee overall, whether we're doing this in the future and I'm not working for anyone else or I do this and continue working for another business. I just want to, I know I can do better as a person. I think that we should always be trying to be a better person. You should, mm-hmm. and it, some people think like you take this class or you read this book or you listen to this doctor and then you're cured and you just go on for the rest of your life. That's yeah. not the way it works. You have to constantly be helping yourself, mm-hmm. constantly be improving yourself. Self-help was always my favorite section in a bookstore. But it has a bad rep. rep. Yeah. So I think let's change the narrative this year. Any kind of help we can get is good. Right. Um, but I think starting off with reading a book a month uh-huh. is going to help not only me, not only us but turn everyone listening yeah yeah let's get off of our phones turn the news off turn the social media off even though we want you guys to still follow us and interact with us we want you guys to also learn with us so this is the book again it's called 13 things mentally strong people don't do so we've started reading it um i'm only on chapter three so mm-hmm. i don't even know how many chapters are in this book but i was thinking our goal is to get w- is to read one book a month. Yes. And solely read it with you guys so that we can kind of have a topic to talk about um but then also talk about what the episode's going to be about as well. Um so I'm going to read off the first two chapters. Um the intro is really really important because you get an inside story to the author Amy Morin um and her backstory on why she wrote the book. Uh-huh. And it is such a sad. Oh, yeah. But so, like, she is a strong woman. Yes. Um, so you have to read the intro. I usually like to skip the intro I usually books, skip the, yeah. Because I'm like, oh, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> yada, yada, yada. Um, if you didn't understand that, that's from Seinfeld. You got it over the best part. <laughs> um, so definitely read the intro of this book. And then there's a few pages on what is mental strength. I think we should stop there as far as this book because I want people to get it. I, I want, want them to, to read it. Too, it. And because then, it's, it's really good. Yeah. So when you hear about this, if you want to be part of our January book club month, uh, again, the book is called 13 Things Mentally Strong People Don't Do by Amy Morin. It's a reddish orange book. Um, go ahead and buy it now because episode two, we are going to take a deep dive into this. I think we should read up until chapter four and then talk about it. That sounds good. I think that's a perfect wrap up to our three week hiatus. That was only supposed to be two. All right. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Don't forget to follow us at Sutherland Girls on Instagram and TikTok. We're going to be posting a lot more. We want you guys to engage. Um, and we really hope you like this episode with Daddio. It's I learned a lot of stuff that I didn't know. So did I. Um, good. Well, th- it's all good. Um, but I hope you guys like it just as much. And if you guys want a part two or to have him back in the future, let us know on Instagram. Um, and we hope you guys enjoy it. Who's our guest? You're the guest. Oh, I'm the guest. <laughs> do, right. do we clear this with my people? If I contacted his agent about this, 
Aren't you I, his agent? They didn't know anything yeah. about this. That's why I booked this. They had no idea. <laughs> I did not get a list of questions. Nobody knows anything <laughs> about this. They're not that difficult of questions. And if you don't want to answer them, then just say, I don't want to answer that. You cannot. Mm. You could plead. Plead the fifth. Oh, I definitely will plead the fifth if some <laughs> of these questions get way too. If it's going to get me in trouble on the way home, then yes, it will definitely be a fifth. <laughs> okay. So our special guest is here, and it's Daddy-O. Ooh. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm scared. <laughs> no, you shouldn't be scared. They're looking at me. <laughs> Are you nervous? Do you need a drink? I have one. Oh, okay. I have one. I'm good. Pre-gaming. Yeah, I was pre-gaming. <laughs> okay. So let's just jump into it. Okay. So I have about seven questions, eight questions. I might answer a couple of them. <laughs> You're not allowed to play the fifth. Just kidding. Um, okay. So I'm just going to start from the beginning. Just so like, because some people know you, some people don't know you. Some people think they know you, but they only know like a small bit. Yeah. Most people know a very small bit. Yes. So I'm going to start off with what was it like growing up in the 70s and what's one memory that you'll never forget oh my gosh just because like wow the 60s and 70s are my favorite era and i wish i would have been able to live at least one day (sighs) the 70s growing up was very cool i mean i really didn't i was more in the 80s kind of because i was in high school late 70s early 80s so the area that we grew up in was really nice because you didn't need to go to like la to go see a band we had plenty of places around here to go see bands there was a lot of clubs to go to Mm -hmm. so um we didn't have to go that far to go see i mean van halen played right down the street from our house what yeah they played at cars of stars Plains of Fame area right there uh, in Buena Park. So you could have went and saw them there when they were first starting out. And um, there was other clubs on Beach Boulevard and stuff like that. So, I mean, we we had a good time. I mean, and then we had yard party where the band would just set up in somebody's front yard. I had a band in my backyard for my 18th birthday party. Gosh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was way cool. You got to have permits for that it now. It was, um, I think it was 13 AD that played at my 18th birthday party and there was before we remodeled Mm -hmm. you remember the patio and everything in there yes they were underneath the patio and do you do you remember the sheds that were in the backyard yes or did i remove those no you still have before you guys moved in okay so the sheds one of the shed we had like three kegs in (laughs) and they were pumping beer out of the doors so (laughs) you should go into like maybe not stories but like how it was like easy to drink alcohol back then oh like i like i i had friends that worked at liquor stores and they weren't like they were like 17 18 years old and we would just like pull up to the back door of the liquor store and they would throw like three cases of mickey big mouths out the back door and throw it into the back of the van (laughs) and then we just take it home (laughs) but when you were 18 the drinking age was 18 wasn't it or was it always 21 no it was 21 okay 
Mm. Yeah, because I wonder the, when they changed. Because that. my best friend, well, one of my best friends at the time, and I, we would dress up. We would put on um, uh, fatigues, camouflage. And we would go to this What's fatigues? Okay, liquor so store. So that would be like an army uniform. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So we would put those on and we would go to this liquor store that we knew uh-huh. that we could get beer at. And we had made up this whole story that we were on leave for the weekend and we just wanted to party or whatever. So we would go over there and we would pick they would let us buy anything. So we would just go over there in our camouflage tell them what we wanted, throw it in the back of the car, so come back to the house, and just have a party. Yeah, it was it was a good time. So your house was the house where everybody hung out? You know, my neighborhood was, it was a party neighborhood. The moms all got along. The dads all got along. Everybody, um, and we've had this talk before. It, it, it was one of those neighborhoods where everybody watched out for everybody. So, I mean, it was like you would... You had you there was a possibility you might get spanked by somebody else's parent. Yes. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, but everybody did a lot of stuff together. They camped together. You know, they went motorcycle riding together. Um, they had parties, street parties together. So it was a fun neighborhood to grow up in. What about? Um, I'm not going to say the name, but across the street, the people that lived across the street. Yeah. Okay. How they, they were? did like that? That um, spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that was one of our childhood pranks that we came up with so we had a lot of them we had streetlight superman um which wait was a minute funny. what is streetlight superman so streetlight superman was if we didn't really have anything else going on on like the weekends friday night saturday night we would wait for a car to come by and we had a stop sign right in front of the house so as soon as the car stopped somebody would run be running across the street and there'd be like two or three of us like chasing after them and we would catch them and fall down like right in front of the car and pretend like we were beating them up and then (laughs) so it's like and then as soon as the person got out of the car everybody would run off except the one person that was laying in front of the car and they'd like get out of the car and they'd like hop out and go are you okay and they would just like jump up and they go, they can't hurt me. I'm streetlight Superman. And then run off. <laughs> oh my gosh. But the, but the, uh, UFO type, the thing. UFO thing was hilarious. So we would build a little mini spaceship, uh, out of pythons and like six inch bolts, um, to make it have legs. And we would put glow sticks in the middle of it and drill holes in the sides. Mm -hmm. So it looked like a spaceship. Uh We would throw it over the telephone pole. Is it attached to something? It would be attached to fishing line that was attached to a fishing pole. Oh, my gosh. So both Chris and I had backyards that faced the intersection in front of the house so we could do it from his backyard or we could do it from my backyard either one so we would throw it over the line right there and then we would wait for cars to come by and when they stopped we would lower (laughs) the the ufo if you want to call it onto the hood of their car (laughs) and we would see you know some people would speed off (laughs) 
some people some people would like get out of their car and try to grab it and then we would reel it up real quick so they couldn't get it so that was just some friday saturday night entertainment oh, wow. <laughs> to yeah. to keep us busy if we weren't doing anything else but i yeah. think maybe that's why they started inventing so many uh video games to keep the kids that well that was kind of that was in our younger years that was before we started partying the drinking thing (laughs) because we didn't have access to that stuff then so we would keep ourselves entertained by doing that to other people so what's your like favorite memory growing up like a memory you'll never forget there's a there's a lot of them the neighborhood that we grew up in was so fun and there were so many kids in it at the time, which is kind of depressing now because most neighborhoods that you look at and you go through, they're not the same anymore. Mm-hmm. There might be kids in them, mm-hmm. but they don't they don't play. They don't interact with each other. They don't do a lot of the stuff that we used to do, you know, family wise. So, I mean, there's a lot of child. I mean, I think growing up where I grew up, there was <laughs> the one thing that I will never forget is that we lived at the end of a street at like a T intersection. And my father decided that he was going to join the Traffic and Transportation Commission for the city. So because there were people speeding through our neighborhood using it as a through fare. Yeah between streets because there was a one street over that was a main street and it, people didn't want to get stopped at the stoplight. So they would use our neighborhood to go through. Yeah. So everybody wanted this stop sign put in and the city decided that they were going to put an island in the middle of the street. So it was like a T <laughs> intersection. Yeah. Islands in the stream <laughs> in the street. <laughs> okay. So, so It was a T intersection that had a three-way stop, but nobody stopped at it. So they decided they were going to put this island in the middle of it, and the island would make people stop. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, of course, their train of thought wasn't actually like everybody else's train of thought because people decided – we used it as a a skateboard um, riding tool because the – island had like slopes up the side yeah so we would ride our skateboards in there we'd ride our bmx bikes through the middle of it because they put <laughs> like you know plants and palm trees and all this other stuff in there but some people decided to use their car to kind of like try to jump through it okay so that was a problem because most people when they tried to jump it or they didn't know it was there and they would be going like 50 miles an hour down a residential street and be, they'd hit the, br- you'd hear at like one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, they tried to break, but they didn't break in time. Um, and so they would end up in somebody's front yard most of the time. So yeah, we did a lot of time. Wait, how would out. they get the car out of their front yard? Well, they'd have to, the, get a tow truck. the, the tow truck would have to come and, and tow it out of the front yard the cops would come and yeah oh my gosh so but living up in the neighborhood that was one of the things that i'll always remember about our neighborhood is that damn island that was in the front of it 
When did they take it out? How, was it there for very long? Uh, it was there for a while. In fact, somebody in another rem- memory that I'll always remember is that uh, somebody had decided that they were going to have like a romantic dinner in the middle of the island. So they, <laughs> they set a table up out there oh and it was just the two of them. It was candlelit. They had, ca- had it catered. So it was just the two of them out there. She was all dressed up and he was all dressed up. What the heck? <laughs> I don't even want to know what you guys did. I we didn't do anything on that one. Okay. We just thought that you know random. That he was. Said, he said he would take her to an island. Yeah, oh. well, he did. He took her on Not vacation. Not the island she was thinking of. <laughs> took her on vacation. But yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of memories of the neighborhood growing up. Okay, so growing up, what memories do you have that molded your work ethic that you have today? Or oh. have you always been like this? Or no, no that's easy. That's so easy. Dad was. Pa. Yeah. Pa was. Uh, he was a worker. Um, him and Granny got married at 18 um, and had me five months later. So you can do the math. Giving away secrets. So oh you can do. Gosh. So you can do the math. <laughs> you were a preemie. I was not a preemie. <laughs> I was 10 4 when I came out. So yeah, I was not a preemie. Oh. Oh I was born. Poor granny. <laughs> that lady was tiny too. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So, uh, but dad was always working. Dad, um, I mean, I don't remember. I don't remember his first couple of few jobs, but I do remember when I got old enough, uh, he used to work. He worked for um, a contain, like a cardboard container company for a while. Mm-hmm. And he was doing um, schooling at night. Mm-hmm. trade school okay. to learn to be to do automotive repair okay um and so after that he went to work for several um car dealerships in the area uh in their automotive departments then uh he decided to go to work for an insurance company and he started working for them and that's where he met a, a body shop owner that uh was getting ready to retire and they got along really well. And he mm-hmm. asked him if he'd like to buy his business from him. So he bought the business from him at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was still working as a police officer at nights when he was doing that too. Mm-hmm. So he's always worked two or three jobs. Like I said, he was transport. The, he, he was on the transportation commission for the city that we lived in at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, he did a lot of different things. So, but he was always busy. He was always doing something. Okay. Um, and yeah, the work ethic definitely came. Even when we were growing up as kids, we didn't sleep in and on the mornings. We went to school during the week on the weekends. We were out either cleaning up dad's mess or Sundays was church and breakfast and going to the grandparents. So, um, yeah, I mean, as far as working goes, we were always doing something and we, uh, we were working, we, he had us jobs when we were 13 years old. What were we doing at 13? We were doing, we were cleaning the shop. We were sorting nuts and bolts, Mm. emptying trash. Mm. We were down there on the weekends. And if we had like spring break, Mm. there was no spring break for us. We didn't get to go to the beach every day and go do stuff like that. You worked. We worked. Yeah. So that's where the worth ethic came from. That's illegal now. 
Yeah. Child labor laws. You can't do that anymore. <laughs> Illegal child labor. <laughs> okay, tell us the story about the family house, how it's been in the family till now. Okay, so my father, uh, pa. pa, was uh, actually adopted, and he lived with his parents. They moved from Wisconsin. Wait, place. is that why he was always a Packers fan? Yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. yes. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay, that he makes was, sense. He was born in Tomahawk, Wisconsin. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. They moved to California, and they lived right around the corner from where the house is now. Mm-hmm. You remember where Gramps Jerry lived? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, when my parents decided to get married and uh, my mom got pregnant, my grandfather, Pa's dad, mm-hmm. put a down payment on this house for them. Okay. They moved in there, and it just so happened that Granny's parents mm-hmm. lived at the other end of the street. Oh my gosh! So, Met the, in the, the house, yeah, the house, the house is in between, between the two in-laws. Yeah. Okay, oh which back then was that's normal. a really close. Uh, that was normal back then. I mean, living together back then was. Yeah. I mean, a lot of kids live with their parents back then, but um, I mean, Granny <laughs> had a tough time of it because she had her parents down one end of the street and had the in-laws down at the other end of the street. That house was built in 1956, and we moved in. 66. So, yeah, it would have been 66, 67. And we've lived there the whole time. Pa and Granny moved out in, I think, like around 85, because I had already graduated. Steve yeah. had already graduated. High school. Right. Yeah. And our girlfriends were living <laughs> there so pa and grandma moved out after you guys graduated high school yes, and let like, your guys girlfriends yeah. move in right so weird <laughs> yeah 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 well i mean if you can't get your kids to move out you just move out <laughs> well yeah you know what <laughs> it's interesting because as your kids get older and they start growing up and they start bringing people over to the house you start to think what a good idea. This might be a good idea. I thought it was a weird idea, too, when Pa and Granny moved out. I'm like, you guys are just leaving? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys are just going to take off and, like, leave us the house? Well, not exactly. We had to pay rent <laughs> to oh, okay. them for the house. But I understand why they left. Because Granny got tired of sharing the house with two other girls. Because they spent a lot of time there. They weren't yes. going to leave. Mm, well, I mean, we were both couples, so it was like, um, yeah, no, they they spent a lot of time there, and their their parents weren't as strict as some parents. So if they were, they just needed to know where they were. They didn't care where they were. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so so then, Granny and Paul moved out. Where did they move? They moved uh, just over down the road. to yeah, just, just a city over. Oh okay. Yeah. And then the evolution of it then turning, like, let's fast forward. So you and Uncle Steve were living there. When did Uncle Steve leave? Oh, boy. They moved out as soon as um, they got married and, and a-, a was born. Okay. And then you stayed? Yes. And you're still there? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not the well, same uh, house that it was, though. No, 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 no. Oh, I... no it was the cutest little 1,200 square feet house <laughs> with... One in a it was it quarter was, bath. Well, I oh, mean, that three one quarters. 
because it, it's a shower. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, now it's a tub. So it would have been a one, and it would have been considered originally probably a one and a half. One and a half. Because it just have it just had the shower bedrooms. in there. Cozy. So let's fast forward to then right before we moved in. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Wait. After Uncle Steve moved out, did anyone move in? See where we're going with this. Oh, no. Before. Before. before? No, before Uncle Steve moved out, Uncle Lance lived there. When Uncle Steve lived there. Yeah. Oh, are you talking? Okay. So if you're referring to Uncle Lance, Uncle Lance lived there when Steve and I lived there. Okay. Yeah. And she's referring to one very famous family story about Uncle Lance. I know there's many. Yeah. Well, Uncle Lance. Are you talking about the cooking? It was a party house when Uncle Lance lived there. It was me and my girlfriend at the time and Steve and his girlfriend at the time and Uncle Lance. So, yeah, it was kind of a party house. It was a little crazy. Um, Did anything get caught on fire? Oh, yeah. A lot of things got caught on fire. Yeah. Or fireworks. Or tots. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there was... uh, I don't know if Uncle Lance listens to this or not, but he he'll yes, remember he, he he remembers it anyways. We like uh, to tell that story. That yeah. But you still got up and went to work every day while these people were partying in your house. Um well, I mean, actually my girlfriend at the time worked as well. She did nails. In fact she, she still did does nails. she did granny's nails. Oh my gosh, granny's nails. She used to do granny's nails. Yeah. So yeah, she actually worked as well, but um and Uncle Lance actually worked for Pa for a while. What? Yeah, he worked at the shop for a while. The three, there was three guys and then two of the girlfriends living there. Then Uncle Steve moved out and got married. Yes. Was Uncle Lance still there? No, he had already, he had already left. Okay. And then what? Then you got married. Um, Or is that fast forwarding too quick? He's looking at us like, what? (laughs) I don't know what happens next. I wasn't alive. I was just, I was, okay. So we um, moved on from that girlfriend to a new so girlfriend. So the girlfriend that I was living with at the time after Uncle Steve moved out, we actually got engaged. Okay. And uh, shortly after we got engaged, uh, she broke it off. Because she was your high school sweetheart, right? Yes, she was. Okay. And we had we were off and on oh, throughout okay. high school and after high school. That's normal. Um, yeah. So, but I realized at the time that last time it was like, you know what, it, it, it is what it is. Yeah. This, First love. this, yeah. She needs to go her own way and I need to go mine. Yeah. You know, um, so I met Courtney and Nigel's mother. Um, I had known forever. Mm-hmm. They were neighbors. They lived down the street and it just so happened that we ended up getting together at, in fact, Uncle Lance's wedding. Oh. Okay. So we dated. There was an instance or two where we split up, but we were we were together for like five years. Okay. Uh, and then we got married. Then had Courtney. Courtney was born. Um, Nigel. Nigel was born. I was already born. Yes, you time. were. You were already born. But I wasn't you there were, yet. No, you were ten months before that. Um. So we all lived at the house. Um. While the kids were growing up. And then we'll just say that things ended between your step-sibling mother and myself. Yeah. Things ended between the two of you. And then right. fast and forward <laughs> later. No. Well, actually, it wasn't. Four? Um, Nigel was seven and a half months old. Contrary oh. to some other beliefs, I, 
I had not met your mom until... Contrary to other beliefs. A lot of the, uh, when you guys were in sports when you were little, a lot of the moms thought that I was the other right. woman. Right. Because I was older? Because Nigel was so young. They assumed that you, I, I had you and Nigel and Courtney was from the other wife. Okay. That doesn't really make sense, but okay. Well, I didn't know this until one of the mothers actually came up to me and said, oh, we thought that you were the other woman <laughs> and you broke up the marriage. And I was like, what? <laughs> but I'm older. Right, right. Yes. Wouldn't it they be the other way around? They didn't think he was your dad. They didn't think he was your dad at that time. But they thought Nigel was yours. Our, ours together. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay, wow. Okay. <laughs> some people were trying to put some things together. Well, it was, it was, it was even confusing. trickier because Uncle Lance was divorced and had two kids, and we went everywhere together. So people were always trying to figure out how I had all these kids and right. two dads. Two husbands. Yeah. Like yeah, so there was like me, mom, Uncle Lance, and five kids. Yeah, you know, and everybody would just like <laughs> look at you like together. yeah, like okay, it was a game. I'm yeah. sure with them, you know, let's put this all together. Yeah, I was like mommy to all of them, you know, yeah. all the kids. Yeah. Okay, so then that ended. Then uh, when yes, did our this become a thing? I met. I met mom in March of 1998. I had already filed for divorce because I already knew that that situation was done and over with. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was no going back there. Uh, and I, I wasn't out actually looking for anybody mm-hmm. or anything. Yeah. Um, I just happened to meet mom through her aunt Carol. For, uh, through aunt mm-hmm. Carol. Yes. Okay. So this kind of goes into our next thing so just like really quick we then moved in years later and then fast forward to i mean there was a lot of like little things that you fixed up in the house but then when we were sophomores or juniors in high school yeah you guys the house got renovated right and now it is how it is right so it became like the whole family house right which is really and that was that was it was a difficult time to have to deal with that. And I was kind of, I felt bad a lot of the times putting everybody through that. Um, really? It was fun. But oh my I gosh, think, I thought it was so fun. Oh, I think that it really brought us all a little bit closer. Yeah. Because we were all dealing with that. And it was at the same time. No, (laughs) what would scare me is cinnamon because there was at one point there was like no wall on the house. Right. And And anyone could come in and out. Right. But the dog would freak me out and be like, I would think there was like a burglar trying to get into a house that was being renovated. Well, cinnamon woke me up several times during that process because you, I put you girls in the back bedrooms. Yeah. And Nigel was in his bedroom. Yeah. And I slept in the middle of the living room the original living room the living room slash kitchen slash slash, storage area right right so when the back part of the house was talk about it's fun yeah so the back part of the at the time it was but yeah you don't sleep with your husband and i slept with the girls and he slept in the front room for four months yeah 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 i slept in the middle of the living room with my with my gun. gun under my pillow, <laughs> and I, I, a couple of times I almost shot cinnamon. To be honest, I with know you, I heard. I, I heard woke one up story. and I could hear somebody tearing at the plastic, the plastic tarp walls. on the back of the house, and I'd be like, "What in the hell?" And I'd be yelling, "Cinnamon, 
cinnamon. And she wouldn't answer. She wouldn't whine or do anything. And, I, of course, I'd have to get up and go look to make sure, you know, what oh it was. Oh, my gosh. But, um, yeah, yeah, interesting time. But it was fun. It was fun. It's fun I looking mean, back. In the moment, it, no. leaving our house at 7 a.m. on a Saturday for them to work and me being so tired. I remember being so tired all the time. Like, yeah. And trying to get ready for work and you guys getting ready for school. It was, yeah, it was fun. At least it was only four months and not like a year. Yeah, they, yeah. Did, they did. Even raining, they kept to their schedule, which was really good. And that was a, the thing that I did appreciate about the crew that we had. That's was they that they were out. there Monday through Saturday all day. So they got it done as quick as they could. Okay. So a lot of people wanted to know information about the, our blended family, your thoughts behind it when we did that first episode where I was talking about BioDad and all of my story of dealing with a blended family. But I, they also wanted to know your thoughts since you were also dealing with it and you had kids coming in blending the families together. So um, the question is, what was your thoughts with our blended family before it became and what do you think about it now? So did you have any like hesitations before you met mom that she had a kid she had me and were you like worried about anything or did you just think like oh it'd be fine well because some people like if me and woody had kids and it didn't work out i just the type of person that i am i don't want to then go out and find someone and blend my family i'd rather them not have any kids so was that a thought in your head at all or no well my first my first comment would be is that if you can keep your marriage together, do it. I didn't get married with the thought of, well, if this doesn't work out, I can always get a divorce. Yeah. And that was with my marriage, my first marriage and my marriage now. Mm -hmm. My thought was, this is who I'm going to be with for the rest of my life. Um, the problem with my first marriage was, is that it wasn't my decision to make. So that being said, when that marriage ended, it was crucial to me to try to find somebody that first of all would accept my children I wasn't really concerned if they had children or not because I had to so I'm assuming at my age that who I'm going to run into and date is probably going to have a child as well mm, okay. it's probably going to be rare that they don't yeah especially if, back if they then don't now. or they haven't been married then that's a red flag but like nowadays my generation waits to have kids until they are in right. their 30s. So it's not that rare to find someone that's not married and have kids yet. I didn't get actually married and have children until I was 29, okay. almost 30. Okay. So, um, but I understand what you're saying mm -hmm. um, is that this generation is waiting a lot longer. Yeah. Which is probably a good idea, which they, <laughs> some of these people really need to grow up a little bit <laughs> so, <laughs> before, before they start having children, you know. <laughs> so, um, but I guess that was a concern to me that, yeah, if I'm going to be dating somebody with a, a child mm -hmm. that we're going to need to make this all work. Yeah. It's hard to bring a blended family together and just have, you know, like if I would have just said, oh, mom, you raise Brit, I'll raise my two. It's kind of hard to do because you're in the same household together. So you have to have communication. You have to have 
the same rules. Um, everybody has to kind of make sure that they're doing their fair share uh, as far as chores and things like that. Um, so it, it's important that, and, and that's why mom and I dated for almost six years before we got married. Six and a half. <laughs> Speak up. Six and a half. Six and a half. I had a plan, by the way. <laughs> it, it worked out, okay? Hey, followed, it almost didn't, but it worked out. I followed I six, six years in I mean, five weeks. We, we dated. Um, Mom moved into an apartment with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys... Had our little alone time. Had your time. Um, and then we all moved in together. Um, I, I, I think it was progress. I think it was steps. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, what, three when you guys first started dating or four? Around no, there? you would have almost been five, four. I was four. And then when did, how old was I when you guys moved in? Or when we moved into the house? We lived together. I was in the apartment Co- for two years. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, okay. So six. Yeah, because my rent was, seven. my rent was six ninety five a month. And they were going <laughs> to. I hate you. I literally <laughs> hate you. They, they were going to raise it to like 800. I was like, I can't afford this. I'm out of here. <laughs> I cannot believe that. That's yeah. so crazy. I know. And it was only down the street from the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it wasn't that was a like. a great apartment because everything was brand new when I moved in. Everything. Yeah, but yeah. some old lady died in well, it. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Circle of life. Circle of life. Seriously? You kept that from me for Sorry, so long? Whatever. And then I found that whatever. out. And I was like, what? Knock 20 bucks off a month. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you definitely have to take into consideration when you're an adult with a child or two children the next person that you're going to want to spend time with i mean they have to consider that you know you that that you have children and and that there's going to be some major um conflicts between uh, the there's other gonna, there's going to be conflict too? but there's going to be um well you think about it so you take a man and a woman from two different households and they're already going to have disagreements on how the children are raised. Now you have four adults from four different house- households making the decisions because you have the birth mother, the stepmother, the birth father, the stepfather, all trying to raise children. That was one of the things that I wanted to address, too, is, is that when you decide to put together a blended family, most of the time it, there are four sets of parents involved in the raising of those children instead of just too and that can cause problems sometimes it did in ours Mm -hmm. you always hope that you can get along with yeah the other parents and Mm -hmm. co-parent everybody will want to do what's in the best interest of the child but that doesn't always happen Mm -hmm. and that causes friction between a husband and a wife as well like mom said so okay so what are your thoughts on it now like would you do it all over again oh i wouldn't i wouldn't hesitate to do it all over again that's so sweet. I love my kids. I love my family. I mean, I have a great life. I look at other people and how they struggle. I mean, and and I have friendships that that I with throughout the day. I get to talk with them and stuff mm-hmm. and and everybody struggles. Yeah. Everybody has something that they're dealing with. I don't know if doing any if doing things differently would have made anything a bit a, a better outcome. Yeah. You know, my kids are happy, they're healthy, um, they're succeeding, mm-hmm. and that's the only thing that a, a parent really, really wants, is they want to see their kids thrive. They want to see their kids do better than what they've done. Mm-hmm. So, and mom and I have always talked about that. We've always talked about, you know, 
we've always wanted you kids to do better than us. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a perfect transition into the next question. So I remember probably like towards the end of elementary school, maybe in middle school, one of the boys was like, oh, I'm just going to work here. And then you and Uncle Steve were like, um, no, like working at the shop was not an option because you guys wanted us to do better. So my question is, what occupation did you want to do between the ages of 12 and 18? Was this what you wanted to do or did you want to do something else? (laughs) No, no, (laughs) no, no. Um, I, I I had an uncle that was involved and, and I can't remember what company he worked for. Um, but he did electronics. Like TVs and uh, stuff like that? Stereos, speakers, radios, all that stuff. I took electronics classes all throughout high school i build computer boards and little chips and stuff like that to make radios and all kinds of different stuff and that's really what i wanted to do yeah i really wanted to go into electronics okay and it really didn't need to be radios or anything like that i mean i that was just i i was always i always hooked up my own radios in my cars yeah i always put my own speakers in my own amplifiers and everything like that Mm -hmm. so i really enjoyed doing that Mm -hmm. um so i think that was really what i wanted to do when i was in like junior high and high school i didn't even think of doing collision repair (laughs) that wasn't on the plan Mm -hmm. um but when did it become the plan? You know, it really became the plan. Uh, I enjoyed starting to work on cars uh, when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, in and, like auto shop or whatever? Uh, I never took an auto shop class. Oh. Uncle Steve took four years of classes. That was just so <laughs> oh, he can get an A. My you know, That's but one of his A's. But uh, yeah, well, he 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 was into engines. He liked motors. Oh, okay. So he built motors That's in cool. high school. Um, I never took an automotive class because I was already doing it after school. Oh right. I had ROP classes, and my ROP classes were to go to the shop mm-hmm. and go work for dad. Yeah. Interesting. Right. So I would work. I I, I would go I to school. I don't know if that would be legal today. <laughs> I would go to school for four periods. <laughs> And leave at lunchtime, and then I would go get lunch and go to work. And I worked at the shop from like one to six. So when you were doing that in high school, were you doing what you're doing now for the shop, or were you doing something else? No, no, no. I was actually in the back. I was a tech. Yeah, I was doing my main job when I went to work for dad. I mean, of course, I went through the ranks. I was sweeping floors sorting nuts and bolts then you know i actually i painted for a while i was a painter for a while i took paint i graduated from cypress college with an aa in collision repair so i i had to take all those classes to go do that but my main job was i was the i was the frame and suspension guy so i got into all the grease (laughs) i guess if you want to call it that I had the frame. I, I was the one that did the frame straightening. I was the one that did all the suspension replacement uh, at the shop for years. Um, and then I would just send it back to the body man and he would put all the outside parts on it, get it painted and get it done. But yeah, that was my job for a while. I just want to share a memory that I just remembered. Well, there's like two, but they go hand in hand. Um, so I remember when I was at Grace and it, we were making that metal tree doing the welding uh-huh. 
Yeah. And like you were teaching me how to weld, uh-huh. which was so bizarre because I think I was like eight years old. <laughs> I don't think that's you legal. Had the proper safety equipment on. <laughs> I did. She, you had a helmet on. You had gloves on. Yeah, yes. I made sure you had all that stuff on. <laughs> but going back to that memory, um, I remember you saying because you have like a brown speck in your eye. Uh huh. And I remember you saying that you got it because of welding without the protective thing. Uh, uh, actually, th- I, I got it from grinding because I didn't have a mask on when I was grinding and I got a piece of metal in my eye. So, and, and anybody who's gotten a piece of metal in their eye, they'll know what I'm talking about because when the piece of metal goes in your eye, you don't know it. You wake up at about two or three o'clock in the morning with this complete and total burning sensation in your in your eye. And you know right then and there, oh, there's a piece of metal in my eye. <laughs> so you end up having to go to the doctors to get it taken out most of the time. Oh, my God. But gosh. yeah. I literally thought you, like that was something like a parent says just to freak a kid out. And yeah. I thought that was just like, oh, you just had a brown But there's spec. another thing that but... I'm thinking. I, I think I know. Now that you said that, I think I know what you're referring to. There's something called flash burn. Uh, and flash burn is when you MIG weld, if you're not wearing a helmet with a lens, uh, you get what's called flash burn. And it almost feels like somebody poured sand in your eye. Every time you blink your eyelid, Ugh. it scratches your no. eye and your eyelid. And it just is a complete and total burning sensation so yeah so that's probably what it was it was probably flash probably explaining why you had to wear those yes the screen that's why you have to wear the 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 shaded goggles um or i think i just put a whole helmet on you yeah yeah um and gloves the gloves but yeah but you did most of the work because i was too afraid (laughs) thanks for the a Okay. Well, I always loved helping you kids with your projects. I mean, it was like, yeah. and I always felt it's like, I don't want to do all of it for them because I want them to feel like they're doing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, Britt sometimes just like, okay, here, just go ahead and do this. <laughs> yeah. I can talk my way out of everything. <laughs> okay. That was good. Oh gosh. Um, the next question, we're almost done. Did you see yourself becoming a business owner? Or did you think you were just going to like eventually leave the shop? Um, I knew the longer that I stuck around, I knew that that was probably where I was going to end up. Um, and when Pa got sick, it, it was then I realized because this is what I'm going to be doing. Um, because I had to look at First of all, I don't regret making that decision, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it wasn't exactly what I was going to do, but, um, you know, uh, we had a family. There was multiple families that counted on that business uh, to thrive mm-hmm. uh, for them to survive. Yeah. Um, and so um, I had to look at a bigger picture. I had to look at Granny. I had to yeah. look at Uncle Steve. I had to look at our family mm-hmm. and go, what would, prob- what would be the best interest, you know, of everybody? Mm-hmm. And I just kind of felt starting over with a new career at that time probably wasn't in the best interest of us or the rest of the family. So I just at that time figured, you know what, we're just going to go ahead and we're going to go ahead and put all of our efforts into this. And uh, it it helped me because when you kids were going through junior high and high school, 
I had a little bit more flexibility. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah. it wasn't like we could take week-long vacations or anything like that. But, you know, when one of you had cheer comp or if I had to pick you up from school yeah, or if I had to run somebody a sandwich for lunch mm-hmm. or something like that, I was able to do that and I didn't have to worry about somebody getting pissed off. Yeah. Because I was the boss. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I could pick you guys up from school. I could take you to school. Um, I could be there for you uh, for comps. Do you remember like when there was a school performance and it would be me out in the audience with an empty seat next to me and then dad would skip in, watch the performance and then skip out. Yeah. 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 See, I had that and, and I, I had to think about that too. Mm-hmm. I had to think about, um, you know, if I had started with a company 20 years before, I would have that seniority that I would probably be able to go ahead and do mm-hmm. that. Uh, but if I was going to start another company, I wouldn't have that seniority. I wouldn't be able to do that kind of stuff as freely yeah. as I was able to. Mm-hmm. So, and that was when I hear you kids say, I remember dad doing this, or I remember dad being there. Mm-hmm. That makes me the happiest Aww. that you guys remember me being there. Yeah. And you know, it, it's not a, well, dad wasn't able to come or dad wasn't able to make it, you know, type of no, thing. No, you were at everything. And I mean, you were very, very involved other than like what other friends' dads were. Like they would be off across the country or they wouldn't, I mean, they wouldn't come home until late, but that was you too. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but like, like sometimes I tell Woody like, oh yeah, if um, I had menstrual cramps, you would come and get me and take me to the shop and I would be able to suffer in silence instead of around 30 other kids. Or like me and Courtney had a cool dad that would buy us tampons and pads and didn't think it was weird. (laughs) And pick you up from school with a hot rod. Yes. Oh my gosh, that was my favorite. We were always trying to talk you into driving the hot rod. Yeah. And picking us up, and you were always like, "No, I think it happened a couple times." I picked you guys up in it a couple of times. Yeah, but that's one of the things that I'm I'm happiest about most is that you guys remember me being a part of your stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah, sometimes I had to show up a little bit late, and sometimes I had to leave a little bit early, mm-hmm. but I was there. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was important to me. Yeah. My dad didn't get to be at a lot of stuff. And sometimes mom and I had to uh, finagle our time. Yeah. You know, sometimes she'd have to get you to something and sometimes I'd have to get Courtney or yeah. Nigel to something. So it didn't always work out. But we always tried to find a way uh, to be able to get to everybody's stuff yeah. as much as we could. I mean, if you guys had, and there was a lot of times where you and Courtney had stuff on weekends together, Yeah, you know, you'd be at a cheer comp someplace, she'd be at a soccer Soccer. tournament someplace, Mm -hmm. but mom and I always looked at it as, okay, can we make this work? Mm -hmm. You know, if you guys were only going to be there for one day, then you guys could drive down and meet us. Yeah. We'd get a hotel room. Mm -hmm. We'd all stay for the night or whatever. Um, You know, if Courtney was only at a tournament for one day or whatever, we'd try to meet you if it was a weekend long thing, you know? Mm -hmm. So we always tried to work at it. That was, and and, and that's something that, especially in a blended family, Mm -hmm. you really have to work at. It's really hard to do. Yeah. So you guys don't regret putting us in a whole bunch of different sports at the same time? Because I think that's crazy. Um, I don't regret it, but I, Sometimes I think I wish you guys would have had more downtime. But our thing was, if we kept you busy, you wouldn't get in trouble. That makes sense. And 
And it let us figure out what we wanted to do. <clears throat> well, and not only that, I think keeping you guys busy kept you out of trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kept mom and I out of trouble, except for some well, of the parents that were kind of, you know, some of the parents were troublemakers, but, yeah. you know, whatever. I remember <laughs> seeing you guys having arguments with some people and being like, oh my gosh, you guys are so embarrassing arguing. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? Uh, it, we were spending time with you guys. Yeah. That was to me, probably more important Mm -hmm. was that we were together and we were spending time together. Okay. Going back to business question. Um, this is the last question. So what are three tips you would give someone in their twenties about running their own business? Don't do it. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Don't do it. It turned out okay for us. Well, I mean, and it's difficult because um, our business had already been started and I had some background on it um, because I'd been working in the office since uh, Pa, his health went south. So I kind of got a little bit of a heads up as far as Mm -hmm. how to do things. Um, And it's difficult running your own business. One of the things that I think a lot of people are, how do I want to say it? They have a false sense of security about is that because you're the boss, you're going to be able to do whatever you want, whenever you want. Yeah. Um, And that is so false, (laughs) especially when you're starting a business. Yeah. Because um, you are going to need to put 100% of your efforts into that business to get it off the ground. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes not only... 100% 100% of your efforts, but a lot of 100% of your finances. Yeah. Um, and that's going to put a strain mm-hmm. on your family. Uh, I think you really need to look at where you're at in life. I mean, in, in what did you say? In, in your 20s? In your 20s. In yeah. your 20s. Because a lot of people graduate college thinking that they're going to start their own business. But right. I learned very quickly that that's a very hard to do in your 20s especially if you're like middle class like if you have a rich parent okay you could probably do it very easily Mm -hmm. and you can figure it out but going from middle class where you don't have a job you don't have savings and you want to start your business in your 20s before going into your 30s right right well my first thing would be is don't think that um owning your own business is going to allot you more time Mm-hmm. It's not, it's going to take less, it's going to take more of your time. Okay. So you're not going to have a lot of time mm-hmm. um, and, f- and, and money. Um, I mean, unless you can get yourself some financial backing, mm-hmm. um, you're going to be putting some of your money into this. Um, so you need to look at your financial situation mm-hmm. to see if you're able to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also what are your priorities? Are, are, are your priorities this business? Or are your priorities starting a family or something like that? Um, Because if you're going to be starting a family, starting a business is probably not the best thing to do because you're going to be time strapped Mm -hmm. and you're going to be cash strapped. Mm -hmm. I think if you're starting a business, probably get some experience in the business that you want to start. Mm -hmm. Um, I used to do mentorships at shop with students from the college what i didn't know this Mm -hmm. yeah what they would do is these were technicians in training Mm -hmm. okay that would come Mm -hmm. and shadow for a week okay so that they could see basically because when you go to school they teach you out of the book yeah and i don't Um, like that 
in in, in re, you, well you know yes it, it, reality is a different story yeah <laughs> okay completely different so uh, you need to kind of decipher the difference between college and reality mm-hmm. um and an internship is the best way to do that mm-hmm. because you can kind of see these guys are teaching you everything that the way things should be done then you go into a shop and you realize that's not the way things actually really work so um i think uh yeah looking at gaining knowledge in the area that you're going to be opening a business is probably uh an important thing to do whether it's an internship whether it's uh, meeting with business groups you know in the area that you're going to plan on opening because you were part of um i was a i was part of a lot of business groups rotary club and sometimes the business doesn't have to be just specific to your business you're going to need to know state laws local laws regulations and things like that so there's other things that you need to look at too not just learning about your specific business but learning about what laws and regulations impact that business as well and those are good ways to do it. Get involved in, with local business people, chamber, commerce, you know, like I said, Rotary, Kiwanis, Seroptimist, whatever. Okay, so um, that's it. Do you want to add anything else? I'm sure we're going to have you back because you were requested very was, early on. <laughs> I was requested early on. Yes. Um, you know, I, I don't want to take over your girl's podcast. <laughs> but, you know, if I'm requested, then. I, I might just have to come back. You know? <laughs> no, I'm uh, I'm happy that you girls have an outlet, something that you're doing that you enjoy. Um, and um, yeah, I'm happy to come on and answer questions anytime. But I'm very, very proud Aww. of what my girls have done, um, what my kids have accomplished. Um, very proud of my family. And that um, I hope that you guys enjoy doing what you're doing. We are. Are you? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Speak up, lady. Yes. <laughs> Jeez. Usually can't shut her up. We're trying to tell her that she's too loud and now she's being quiet. <laughs> you told me don't laugh. <laughs> don't laugh. Yeah. Let him talk. Mom's because she's she's coaching me over there. That's why. <laughs> Sign language. You see her over there. I start, I, st- I, I look at her because she starts looking at me and I, I, I go, she goes, <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. be careful you what you say. She starts looking at me. Where are you going with this, bro? <laughs> no names. No names. I, that was the only thing I was trying to stick to. Only first names. No last names. Don't want people searching these we people on gone, Facebook. We could have gone with nicknames because Daddy and I always had nicknames for everybody, but we don't want to give our nicknames away. No, no, no. I feel, was, oh, Okay. That's what mom used. Mom and I used to do when we were drinking. Make up nicknames. We make up nicknames for people. We go out, people watching, and we make up nicknames for people, and have whole conversations. What do you think that guy's saying? Well, that's just what me and Woody. (laughs) That's the funnest thing to do when you go out, like on, you know, out to dinner, is to look at other people, because I know people did it to me. I mean, you could see people's face, like trying to figure out me and Uncle Lance. Because sometimes dad would be off at the buffet or wherever, and it would be me and Uncle Lance, and we would be helping one of the girls or something. I thought she picked the buffet. Jeez. What the hell? I'm sorry, because we, we, every weekend we went out to, what was the name of that restaurant we went to all the time with the buffet? 
the, the Mexican, Mexican restaurant. Yeah. Oh, Lechugas. Was it Lechugas? It was one of our favorite places to go. Is it still there? Yeah. Uh, no, it's gone. No. I think it's a CVS now. Yeah. Oh, ew. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a Mexican buffet. I think it was Lechugas. Yeah, we I think that's what it was called. It did not have an A rating, but we went there all the time. <laughs> Yeah, it was like eight ninety nine. You get it everything. wasn't an A for you. I, I we had already been going there forever when I noticed it wasn't an A. I think that dad was okay when they used to have ratings on the front of restaurants. They don't anymore. Dad used to try to block them when I would come from the car to go in because he knew if it was anything lower than was, A, I was, was not yeah. eating there. No, oh she was gosh. not going to go in there. She wouldn't eat. There's I, so many memories that we could talk about. The last time that I went in there, I think I probably wouldn't have gone back there either. That's why they no, closed. It was to look bad. <laughs> oh no! It was starting to look pretty nasty. All right. Okay. Well, thank thanks you for so coming, much for joining us. Thanks. Mm. Do you want people to follow you? Do you want a shout out? Oh no, he's very private. <laughs> I'm, pri- <laughs> I'm very private. <laughs> where, follow me where? Nobody would want to follow me. <laughs> where are we going? <laughs> where are we going? <laughs> no. All right. That's a good way. Don't to follow end me, it. people. That was hilarious. I don't want you people to follow me. <laughs> Yes? No. No. Damn it. <laughs>